Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. On behalf of Pastors David and Nicole Binion, thank you for joining us today at the Dwell Church Podcast. For more information about Dwell Church, visit us at dwell.church. Now, let's listen to today's message. Come on, look at somebody and say, I'm so glad you came today. Come on, look at somebody and say, I'm so glad you came today. Amen. Woo, glory. Amen. Amen. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and just get this message out of my belly. And then, uh, and then from there, we'll see what God wants to do. Amen. Somebody say glory to God. Come on, you can do better than that. Glory to God. Let's give the worship team a big hand clap. Amen. That's why I don't... In the, in the, in the, in the, I haven't been doing worship in the beginning of services because I just, <laughs> like, okay, God, you gave me a message, but I don't know. We could go on and on here. But uh, how many know prophets prophesy? That's right. Whatever God has called you to do, that's what you're going to do, and it's going to come out of you. And uh, I'm just pumped to be here with my beautiful wife, Ashley Edwards. Somebody just say, we love you. Amen. If you don't love her, that's fine. You don't have to say it. I don't want to make you do anything you don't believe. All right, Aunt Ashley, Auntie, hey, Auntie. <laughs> and uh, I don't know where that came from. I was just like, hey, I, I feel like I'm the uncle. I feel like the drunk uncle, amen. Not just, you know, you got, the, you got uncles, but then you got that one uncle, you know. You know what I'm saying? Woo, it's a little, it's a little, mm. Start drinking, guys. <laughs> Woo, don't look at me with that tone of face. Amen. Come on. Woo. Somebody say, woo. Come on. Don't be tight in church. Amen. Amen. Where the spirit of the Lord is. Come on. Let me say it again. Where the spirit of the Lord is. Whoa. Liberty. Amen. And Jesus came to set the captives free. Glory to God. So if your belly is in captivity and can't laugh, then let him set you free. Let's practice. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, I like your laugh. You go, ha, <laughs> Deep cut. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Where am I going? Amen. When I open up my mouth. Praise God. All right. Well, while I was, um, let me give you a couple of scriptures. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. It says, for I know the plans that I have for you, dwell church, yes. dwell members, visitors, declares who? The Lord. Plans for welfare. Now, that's not the kind of welfare that I know. All right. Not that kind of welfare. Since the Lord said, I need to be on welfare. No. For peace. <laughs> I thought about that when I wrote that. I said, man, somebody's going to be like, I knew it. Confirmation. Welfare, here I come. No, the Lord delivered us out of welfare. Amen. Amen. And wherever we go, prosperity is. Glory to God. Amen. Speak the word. Amen. We had to speak the word out of our situations. We had to speak the word over our family. My family, they don't even know it. They haven't even come into the fullness of Christ. But little by little, God's bringing them out of welfare. Amen. Because I said, me and my family. Amen. Me and my household. Glory to God. And you can declare it over your family members that they're coming out. Glory. I feel, ooh. Somebody said they're coming out. Declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Somebody say a hope. I love the, another translation said an expected end. Come on, God has an expectation for your end. Come on, somebody. Let me, let me say it again. Philippians 1.6. I am convinced. Somebody say, you got to be convinced now. 
Paul is saying, I'm convinced, I'm confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to what? Perfect and complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. The time of his return, the expected end. How many know there's a greater end? That's actually really a new beginning. Okay. <laughs> so God has something prepared for you and is making something of you all the way until the return of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Say, come, Lord Jesus, come. Come on, Maranatha. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Come on, even so. Y'all ain't talking to me here. Even so, I know he's come, but he's coming. That's the beauty. Jesus is here, but he's coming. The king is coming, riding on a white horse. Come on, somebody. With truth and faith. Oh, my God. Yes, he's the alpha and the omega. Y'all already know he wrote, David wrote the book. We already know who he is. But can we give him glory again? Amen. And so it was kind of interesting because my body was going through some crazy stuff. You know, like I told the intercessors, you know, you're in war. When, when I'm up here, I'm not just up here. I, I'm happy. I am happy, really. I'm a happy warrior, right? But when we're, when we're doing these spiritual things and we're ministering over the kids, I mean, the kids got so blessed, so touched this weekend. When you're doing that, you're in a war. Somebody say a war. And so uh, I had plans to, you know, take my wife out, do something last night, and I just laid in the bed like I'm just going to rest. I'm just going to, they say we all did. Amen. Make sure you get my good side. The good side. You got it? All right. Good. Praise God. It's quick. Quick on your feet. I love it. Where am I going here? All right. And so, uh, so as I was laying on the bed, and it was just right before that time where I was like, okay, I'm about to go to sleep. Like, this is it. I'm done. The Lord starts talking to me about you guys. And what he says is, uh, he, it just, this is a level of maybe equipping sermon, or I don't know how to present it. But what he told me is to give you keys to walk out your prophetic destiny. So that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to, so get your notes, get your phones out, get your notepads out, because you're definitely going to want to take this down. Come on, note takers are important in the kingdom of God. Amen. Because you be good, because the enemy does what? He comes to do what? Steal the word. Amen. I remember one time we were living in Germany, and every night there was like uh, something was coming against our, our, our nighttime. My daughter would wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'd be like, what's going on with her? And then, and then one night I asked the Lord, what is going on? And he opened my eyes and I saw like this vulture bird type of thing that was sitting it couldn't come in praise God because we had blessed the room already but it was sitting on the outside of the room amen and it the pre its presence was there and I said God what is this he said this is the bird that comes to steal this prophetic seed that's been put inside of you concerning the word of the Lord for what your call is here and also your future call is to be so we don't always see what's happening in the spiritual realm, but there are demonic birds that the enemy tries to send our way. But somebody say, thank you, Lord, for the angel of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for his ministering spirits. Thank you, Lord, for the prophetic that we can do war with. So the prophetic is not meant so we can say, ah, I got a word, praise God. Oh, glory, I got a word, amen. And then one week later, you say, I need a word. You ever been there? I got a word, praise God. The Lord said blah, 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 blah. And, and some of that you even got wrong. But then you're like, a week later, you're like, oh, God, I need a word. Can somebody just give me a word? Amen. Okay. I'm talking to the right church because you got quiet. That's good. <laughs> you're like, yeah, that's me. Yeah, all right. So listen to this. So God said to give you keys 
uh, to walk out your prophetic destiny. And even though I've done training and we've done, you know, different type of things when it comes to the prophetic, like I've never literally, like this is fresh off the press for you. Somebody say for me. All right. So a quick definition. Let me give you a definition that the Lord gave me for prophetic destiny. Your prophetic destiny is the future intentions and purpose that God has intended for you to live and walk out now. Somebody say now. now. Let me say it again. It is the, the prophetic destiny is the future intentions and purpose that God has intended for you to live and walk out now with his assistance, supernatural help, and your devotion. Let me say it again for those who are taking notes. Prophetic destiny is the future intentions and purpose that God has intended for you to live and walk out with his assistance. Come on, we need his assistance. Supernatural help and your devotion. All right? All right, so the first key that I want to just give out, I'm going to start right off the gate. No preliminaries. Everyone here has a prophetic destiny. Come on, look at somebody and say, you have a prophetic destiny. Sometimes when we use words like prophetic and apostolic and evangelistic, we say, well, that's this person. This person's prophetic. This person's apostolic. But how many know that you are in an apostolic prophetic house? And that means that everyone here in some way or form are apostolic, come on, or evangelistic or prophetic or pastoral or uh, what's the other one? Or teaching. Amen. So there is an element of that all in here. But the truth is, is that the, the church is built upon the foundation are the apostles and the prophets and you see that with uh you know apostle prophet you know david and nicole binion you see that with the covering of apostle we call him bishop but he's an apostle he's a apostle apostolic prophet whatever you want to call him he is the apostle of this house which is joseph garlington so you see uh you see this lineage and you see what you're sitting underneath and what i tell our church is you are your what you sit underneath you will grow into Come on, somebody. That's why it's important that you're in a house of integrity. Come on, that's why it's important that you're in a house that has the anointing. That it, and whatever, whatever they say, well, maybe we don't really flow like that. We're going to bring somebody in who does. Hello? Because you have to also know what you do have and what you don't have. Or what you desire to have. Or what you want to have more. Am I making sense? So in our church, you know, obviously we have breakthrough. We have so many things. But we bring in others. Come on, somebody. So that they can bring in some of the things that make up the difference. We are the body. We are the body. <laughs> I love these. I had a lot of songs. The other week I had a song. Oh, man, I forgot it. Okay, it'll come to me. I'm trying to get it. I need you. You need. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me. Thank you. Now, don't give us the words that they don't sing it, woman of God. Now, come on now. She's like, I just need to correct you real quick, all right? You must be a teacher, amen? All right. Everyone here has a prophetic destiny, okay? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7, speaking of Jesus, then I said, how many know Jesus had a prophetic destiny? And he said, behold, I've come to do your will. This is Jesus talking, and it's referring back to Psalms, a prophetic psalm. He's referring back to that, but it's speaking of Jesus, saying, behold, I've come to do your will, O God, as it is written of me in the scroll of the book. Jesus has a book. 
I don't I want to take it another step further, but I'm not going to go into it. We'll talk about that another time. Jesus has a star. When he was born, there was a star that was revealed in the heavens. I believe that the moment that you are born, that there's a light that goes off in the realm of the spirit and the enemy. Uh, and wise men, come on, that are assigned to your lot. Am I helping somebody here today? We're not going to go into that, but there is something that transpires when you're born. Hello? There's something that transpires, not just when you get born again. The enemy, he smells you right before the fragrance, even from your mother's womb. The moment you let out that, he's like, oh, location. Okay, let's keep going. Let's keep going. So Jesus has a book. Can I, can I just go another step further and say you have a book? Yeah, some of y'all don't believe me. Like, this is just a little extra biblical. Psalms 139, verse 13 to 18. Let me read it for you. For you created my inmost beings. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know them full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in a secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be let me read that again for those who don't believe me all the days ordained for me somebody say for me were written in your book before one of them came to be one of the things that God has been dealing with my wife and I in this season is is this Bible poetic or is it prophetic are we just looking at it like it's just analogies and just good sayings or is there actually a book in heaven glory to God I remember the Lord took me up in a vision and I was brought into this vision and I saw books all the way around all the way around come on you see it in the movies you see it everywhere I'm telling you heaven has a library amen heaven has a book of remembrance heaven has a book of tears heaven has a book of rewards come on somebody there are books there are scrolls amen in heaven glory to God that are written about you and what you will accomplish and what you will do and God says eat the scroll (laughs) all right calm down okay pace yourself Malik got to talk to yourself sometime <laughs> so your days were ordained before me written in your book before one of them came to be how precious to me are your thoughts so God doesn't just think things he writes things that's what we had to know he's not just you know when we think about thoughts we think that thoughts are not really they're you know they're subject they're they're maybe etheric or they're just fleeting exactly so what he do I'm gonna remember this I'm gonna write it down if you want to remember something better Science and study shows us that you got to write it down, say it out, let your hear, hear. Come on, there's a whole process. So here God is writing your book, and now he's declaring over you. The prophetic is him declaring over you what's already written in your book. Listen, I can't come up here and prophesy something that's just not written. Amen. Jesus said, I don't do anything except I see my Father in heaven do it, right? So I can't say anything. No prophet can prophesy over you if it hasn't already been in the book. Man, let me help somebody today. I'm helping myself. I got a book. <laughs> somebody going to come out here and say, I got a book. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So how precious. That's why there's so many books that are coming out in this season. 
We were talking about writing our story. I'm, I'm writing an e-book about dimensions, and I'm writing another book about the glory. So y'all pray for me that God will cause this book to be birthed out of my life. Amen? And I, I just want to decree by the next time I come here, hopefully, uh, you know, whenever that is, that uh, maybe next week. But no, when I come here, no, don't say next week, Lord, because I got to write this week. But I decree by the next time I come here, I'll have my book. Amen. Glory to God. Because it's already written. You get that? Okay. Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I chose you. Before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God had a book and he chose you. He said, I like this one. This is the book I want to release. Here's the release date. I'm the publisher. I'm the editor. Before you were born, I set you apart. That's why consecration doesn't have to be hard. When God tells you, step out. When God says, do this, he's already set you apart. You just have to agree with him. Come on, somebody. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are his creative work. Somebody say, creative work. Write that, underline that word, creative work. Having been created in Christ Jesus for good works that God prepared beforehand so we can do them. So the word creative work, you probably heard this before, is the word poema. Somebody say poema, P-O-E-M-A. What does that sound like? You are God's poem. Listen now. He that has ears, let him hear what the Lord is saying. Here is Webster's dictionary uh, definition. It says a poem is a piece of writing in which the words are chosen for their beauty and sound and carefully arranged. That's your life. You are a piece of writing. Come on, somebody. Which the words are chosen. You have been chosen. Come on, somebody, for your beauty. And somebody says, well, nobody sees my beauty. I feel like I'm hidden. Think about this. Uh, Moses' mom hid him because he was beautiful. That's what the Bible says, right? So you might be hidden, but that doesn't mean you're not beautiful. Because God hides things that are beautiful. Amen? Because if he exposed it too soon, come on, somebody. Somebody will try to take advantage of it. That's why you can't get in a rush. Uh, Pastor Tanner preached a wonderful message. You can't get a ru- in a rush, amen, to get to the end of the book when God has you in chapter 2. Come on, somebody, and don't worry. There might be some characters that are in chapter 2, but they won't be in chapter 4, amen? You're just going to have to keep going through the pages, amen? And there might be some people that you wish were still in your chapter that are not in your chapter. Don't worry. They'll show up in chapter 10. All right. So I love this because it says a poem, it, it is a sound, and it's carefully arranged and often is spoken in short lines. So sometimes you're like, God, I want it all, but he just gives you a piece of it. Come on, am I right, Ashley? God just gives you a piece of it. When people tell me they got it all figured out, I'm like, what God you serve? Because I don't know. I just don't know. He only got 66 books. And, you know, at least here, well, you made this more. But anyway, I mean, there's 66 books. And here we have we have this thinking that we got to get this. uh, We got to have it all. We have to know it all. Come on, somebody say line upon line. And precept upon precept. I got to keep going. I got to keep going because some kids are about to come in. Praise God. I got like 30. 30 I got time. I got time. But, you know, I want to. Glory. All right. So, so it must. So your life has a rhythm. Look at somebody say, you got rhythm. Come on. Come on. Come on. Prophesy. If they don't have it, just decree it. I decree. You're going to clap on. You're going to move on the beat. So look at somebody else and say, you're getting out of the grind and into the groove. 
Look at somebody say, get out of the grind. To fulfill your prophetic destiny, to walk out your prophetic destiny, get out of the grind. It's not about making something happen. Amen. Come on. He already wrote it about you. Get into the groove. Get into this poema. Get into the word of God. Get into the flow. Get into the book. Jesus opened up the book and he found himself in it. And he said, uh, what did he say? I am anointed. Come on, somebody. Gee, you got to find yourself in the book. I, that's part of my, my, the book I'm writing is about dimension. So pray for me, pray for me. I wrote this part of it and I put it in this message because I thought it was important. The dimensions are of your destiny is not measured by time. So destiny is not about time, right? We think, well, you know, because nobody knows the day or the hour, right? So there's element of the eternal. We live in eternity. If you're a glory child, glory is not measured by time. It's measured by eternity. Can you measure eternity? No, not really. There are people who live their full life but didn't finish the work. All right? So that should be a, that should be a sobering point. I don't want to just get all this stuff and live the American dream. How many know there's more than an American dream? Come on, Texas, let me help y'all out. Amen. I got to talk to my people in D.C. too. There is more than the American dream. There is more than Republican and Democrat. There is more than just agendas. There is a heavenly purpose. There's a heavenly blueprint. Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of God. So just because you have a title, go to church, shot die with the best of them, come on, doesn't mean you're walking in the, in the dimensions of the book that God has measured out for you. Somebody say, I'm going to walk in the book, amen. I'm going to walk in what God has spoken over my life. Come hell or high water, I know what God says because the enemy will test you, amen. The enemy tests us, he speaks things into our ears, but I say, I've come in the volume of the book, amen. You can put your name there. I have come in the volume of your book go God to do your will your kingdom come your will be done in my life as it is in heaven aren't you earth aren't you made from the earth so as it is in earth so as it is in heaven so let it be done in earth as it is in heaven so let it be done in Malik as it is in heaven so let it be in if I start saying names I'm gonna go all over the place key number two dang that's only one key Jesus I got like 20 up here okay let's try it out Key number two, destiny is not a mystery, it's a revelation. Come on, write that down. Destiny is not a mystery, it's a revelation. And that revelation is activated by faith and radical obedience. Destiny is not a mystery. Sometimes we treat, what I'm saying is that sometimes we treat destiny like, oh, well, you know, I don't know. It's just like, uh, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my desire is. But if you, if you allow God, if you get in his presence, he'll begin to reveal. Come on. That's how Jesus is not a mystery. He's a revelation. Amen. Christianity is not just a religion. It's a revelation. Amen. That's why you can talk about Jesus and people are just like, they don't know. They don't understand because you've encountered. It's been revealed to you come on somebody that's why you can walk and pray in tongues and lay hands on the sick and watch them recover and people don't get you but that's why because sometimes let me say this like this sometimes people can't get you until they have a revelation about you don't know anyone after the flesh but by the spirit who reveals things the spirit reveals things am i helping you 
So even in church, we have to be careful because we know certain people. We know certain personalities. We blah, 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 blah. We got them on location. We run away from them. We don't, we think they're going to, but if you get a revelation of who they are and who God has called them to be, maybe you'll take them out to coffee. God is raising up a body of revelation, a body that under, not, doesn't just see people in the flesh. How many know every, I say this, every season I have to get a fresh revelation of who my wife is. Who she is right now is not who I married in a good way. Go glory from glory, faith to faith, there's pride for the righteous grow brighter and brighter. So every season I have to say, God, what are you doing in my wife's life? So that I can help to create the soil, come on, come on husbands, where she can grow out of that soil. Come on, somebody. How, let, give me a revelation of who she is and who's the revealer, the spirit. So you have to be careful that you're not operating in another spirit. It's called critical spirit, judgmental spirit. That you're just judging her according to what she's doing now or what she has done. And you're not asking the Lord, God, what are you doing in her life so that I can partner with you and see her somewhere in the future where she looks better than she does right now. Look at somebody and say, I see you somewhere in the future and you look better than you do right now. All right. I gotta keep going. This is, I'm having fun. Can y'all tell? I feel a little sweat coming, but it's okay. We're going to make it happen. So destiny is not a mystery. It's a revelation. It's activated by faith and radical obedience. Let me just say this thing I put here. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2 through 3. You are our epistles. This is Paul writing to the uh, Corinthian church. You are epistles written in our hearts, known and read. Come on. We're going back to the book again. You are known and read by all men. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of fat flesh that is of the heart. So I just want to decree over you that everything that's trying to edit your life, every critic, amen, that's unauthorized, that's trying to come in to edit the epistle that God is writing in your life, everyone that's trying to capitalize things that God has minimized, and every place where the enemy tries to minimize what God is trying to capitalize, Father, we decree to declare today that that is broken off in Jesus mighty name and I decree and declare that some of you today you're going to switch publishers amen you're going to switch editors amen you're going to get back in the glory zone you're going to get back under the glory spout you're going to get back under the ink of the Holy Spirit and say write what you want to write on my heart write what you want to write in my life amen oh I can keep going but let me stop let me stop thank you thank you thank you Woo! this must be does David wipe his head sometimes with this towel doesn't sweat does he that means he's a real priest amen because the bible says the priests they cannot sweat when they come into the holy of holies so i guess he's just a real priest and i'm just over here trying to be amen glory to god amen oh what a worm i am okay now play it up. <laughs> back to the message all right so again just i want you to say this with me everything that's trying to edit my destiny, I said fire to it in Jesus' name and give the Lord a praise just to make the devil mad. So here's some homework. Go home and ask the Lord, what's your thoughts towards me? Ask him, Lord, what's your thoughts towards me? And can I give you a secret? 
they're going to come at unopportune times. Just like last night, God, I just need to go to sleep. Talk to him about the keys to the prophetic, walking in the destiny. I'm like, what? Not, not. I think my wife heard me saying, oh, God, no. <laughs> and then she went up and got some food and went out to get some, something else. And, and then I was just there laying in the bed like, oh, I got to get up and write this down because I got to trust you right now, God. Amen. You are my healer. And he is. He's my healer. Amen. And I am healed in Jesus' name. Amen. So don't feel bad for me because I'm, I'm walking this thing out. Uh, let me just throw this out there because... I just, I'll just say it. Destiny is revelation and destiny is obedience. Okay? So uh, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Yeah. So your destiny is, just, is also connected to your obedience. Yeah. Uh, Paul said, I obeyed the revelation. Paul said actually that he wasn't going to go up to Jerusalem, but he said that he didn't go up by obligation. That's a whole other message, but he went up by revelation. He obeyed what God was revealing. Go to Jerusalem. Okay, God, I'm going to go. I know probably what they think about me, but, you know, because I, I wrote this in a post. You know, the world says, go where you're celebrated and do you. God says, go when I tell you and bring me. So I have a problem when, when you're like, well, they just don't like me in this church, so I'm leaving. Or the, the pastors don't acknowledge my gifting, so I'm, I got to go somewhere where I'm celebrated. Who ever said that in the word? Where did Joseph go where he was celebrated? That boy ended up in a prison. Come on. His brothers didn't even like him. Come on. Stop giving us this watered-down TED Talk gospel. I want the gospel that says take up your cross and... So we are denying the power. There's power in doing with the way, doing it God's way. Well, today we're going to talk about the psychology of Jesus. Nope. Give me the God of Scripture. I love that song. No more mixture. Jesus. I, I always, I've been saying this for years. I got it from a guy. His name is Prophet Russ Moore. But uh, he said, he said, we can't just sing. We love to uh, sing the songs or sing the music, but we don't want to face the music. So you're over here saying, give me no more mixture. Give me the gun of, I love it when she sings this song. Oh, give me. And then people start walking out your life and all this stuff starts happening. And then you, you start turning to psychologists. You start turning to all these other things. You're not reading the word. And then you say, God, what's happening in my life? I just don't understand. And then the angel comes down, boom. And he pulls up the holy iPad and he swipes up to the video live stream that was in heaven. And he points to the picture right there where you're standing. Oh, no more mixture. Give me the God of tears running down your eyes. And you're saying, oh, Legion. Whatever you want, Lord, take it away. Whoever you want, take it away, God. And God believed you in that moment. That's why I don't sing some, some song. I want to be tried by nope. There's some songs you got to know when to sing them. Listen, you got to know. I remember I was so stupid. I, can I say that in church? I was so ignorant. That's a better word, a biblical word. I was so foolish. I was so ignorant that when I was young, like 23, I'm 42 right now, if you guys are wondering. And I, I was so, I was like 23 years old. I was at a missionary campground. Everybody was on fire. And I was like, God, intensify my training. God, take it up another notch. I'm ready for everything you have for me. And guess what? God thought I was serious. Six months later, I'm like, what is going on? Thinking how strange these fiery trials. 
I've come to test you. Amen. That's not even my point, but it's a good one. Random point. We just have random points. Random point. Don't sing something that you don't believe. Amen. Because faith comes by hearing. Amen. All right. All right. Let's keep going. (laughs) This is fun. Key number three. Walking out your prophetic destiny, you must partner with the Spirit of God. Partner with the Spirit of God. We, this was a big message with the young people all week. Partnering with the Spirit of God. All my young people, give a big hand clap. Give a wave. You got touched. I know some of y'all are here. Dang, what happened to them? They didn't come today. They, they having another church service. They say, I'm done with this guy. They all stay home. They out. All right. Maybe they, oh, I know what it is. Tanner said, lock yourself in your room and pray until you get Jesus. So the ones that are here, they got Jesus. I said, when he said that, I said, man, that's a, they're going to lock themselves up in that room and say, I ain't going to school, mom, I'm praying. <laughs> man, you got to preface that, Tanner. <laughs> Romans chapter 8, verse 13. Can we give a big hand clap for Tanner and his parents are here today? Amen. Come on. Can we just stretch our hands towards his parents in Jesus' name? Father, I want to thank you for their lives. Come on, let's believe God for them. God, I want to thank you for what you're doing. I see the spirit of the Lord saying you're in a new season. The Lord said there were some things that he had to break you away of and to break you out from. But the Lord said this is your breakout. It's not just a breakthrough season. It's a breakout season into the new things that God has put in your heart. I see property. I see establishment. I see God um, even doing some things in transition. I see God even causing a fresh breath to come upon even your husband in this season. I see the Lord just saying, breathe again, man of God. I see like that Elijah anointing on you where God said, uh, get ready because there's a sound of abundance of rain. And Ahab, he told Ahab to go ahead. But Elijah, the Bible says he girded himself up and he tucked his skirt into his robe. And when he ran, he ran past the chariots of Ahab. And he was waiting for Ahab uh, as Ahab came to the gate. And the Lord said that the enemy tries to make you feel like you've been run out. But the Lord said, now you're going to outrun. And so, Father, we declare an outrunning anointing upon my brother that he will not run out, that he will not be outrun, but he will outrun. And the Lord says, son, there's a revelation that God has put in your spirit. And I just see, I don't know if it's like, notes or things that you've been writing down uh, spiritual keys that God has been giving you but the Lord said I, I don't know if you preach at all but I just see a level of the preach that's on you and, and, and there's a level of teaching that's on your lips and there's a prophetic edge that God has said and I hear the Lord not saying that you're not sharp but I hear the Lord saying you're getting your edge back in Jesus mighty name there's a prophetic and Lord everything that you've given to me Lord it's an honor he's my elder but everything that you've given to me I re- that he needs for the season, I loose it now on him in Jehovah. Somebody say glory in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say amen. We'll do more later, but ah, that was good. Wow. Oh, give me G. Look at y'all. Some of y'all don't want to sing that now. You're like, hold on. Hold on. Now it comes with a price. You will eat from the fruit of your lips. All right. Romans 8 13 to 14. If you live according to the flesh, you will die. If you, some of y'all live into the flesh, but you say, I ain't die yet. I think this is more than just a natural death. I think that this is a death of dreams. God dreams in your life. I think this is, a, this is more than just you're naturally dying, but you're not living out what God has written in the book according to your life. It says, but if you, by the spirit, you put the de- to death the deeds of the body. This is interesting because it doesn't say, you know, fast and pray or, 
you know, it says by the spirit. So there's something about living in the spirit, living in Holy Spirit, living in this life that God has created for you. That as you live in the spirit, that the spirit uh, begins to help and put to death the deeds of the body. The Bible says you will live. And again, I, I don't believe that living is just living uh, till you die. How many know that God doesn't just want you to live till you die? And there's a greater reality. I mean, now that I'm getting older, I'm like, wow, there's a reality here, guys. And we are believing that Jesus is going to come back quickly. Amen. I'm saying it like never before. Come back. (laughs) Please, Lord, come back. But the truth is I'm not living to die. I'm living to live. Come on, somebody. Because if the truth be told, even though this body might die, Come on, somebody. I'm going to live on. Glory to God. I know my trajectory. And how many know this? Some of your prophetic destiny, my wife's going to love what I'm going to say here, is not going to be lived out in this life. It's going to be lived out in the millennial kingdom. I'll just wipe my brow on that one. Just make you wrap your mind around that. Wrap your mind around that. We're trying to live out. That's why you got to get out the grind and into the groove. Because there's some things that you're not going to fulfill now. It's not for now. But your life is ever going. Wow, somebody, I could tell, like, computing, (laughs) data, arithmetic. Okay, here we go. Let's keep going. For all who are led by the Spirit are are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery that returns you to fear, so you don't live out what God has called you to live out, but you receive the spirit of sonship by which we cry, Abba, Father. Something that I don't hear often is the idea of identity that comes with following and being led by the Spirit of God, the spirit of sonship. The more you allow God to move you and to to lead you as a son, as a daughter, the more your identity becomes more apparent. Many times we want to get our identity. I gotta. I know my identity. I know my identity. I know my identity. But it's not just in a moment of declaring and decreeing that you know your identity, but it's continually walking out. I know who my daddy is. Come on, somebody. Amen. Your son gonna know. I know who my mama is. Amen. My identity because I've I've seen their face enough and I've seen their crazy. And they're like, what? The baby's probably like, what is? going on with them but they see you as you go and my 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 kid Caleb he knows who his daddy is I mean you can have tons of men walk into my house and you know friends spiritual sons you know all that but when I come through the door he's saying daddy because as we walk together in life he knows who his daddy is am I helping somebody I got a few more points I'm not gonna give don't worry I'm not giving y'all 20 points I only got like 50, but it's okay. Key number four, to walk out your prophetic, this is important, to walk out your prophetic destiny. What is your prophetic destiny? God's intentions, his future, his purpose for you, that he's going to assist you in and give you supernatural help with your devotion. Uh, to it, it, The key to walking out your prophetic destiny, it will be tested. So don't, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of all. Has anybody gone through an affliction? Come on, we go through things in our body. We go, I mean, natural, even in our body. Like, what? I had this thing. I was like, what happened to my body? Listen, I'm eternal. Praise God. No, all right, let me keep going. Exactly. But we, there are afflictions. There are afflictions that come from the enemy. There's afflictions that come from uh, uh, the enemies of our soul. But listen to this. Psalms 105, verse 19, until what he had said, what God had said would happen, came to pass the word of the Lord. So it's not the devil that's testing you. 
Come on, let's get this together. The devil is opposing you, but God is the one testing you. There's a difference. Not every opposition is a test, and every test is an opposition. You got to know when this man, the Lord, you're testing me. Oh, yeah. The Lord spoke to me the other day. He said, there's some things that I couldn't give you in the last season because you would have squandered it like the prodigal son. You'd have taken your inheritance and you would have run. But because you did the work, somebody say, I did the work. Because you allowed me to dig deep and take out the rocks of offense, the rocks of prejudice, the rocks of whatever that rock is in your life. Then I was able to plant you. Come on, somebody. I was able to build on you a house that will not be shaken. Somebody say, I will not be shaken. So until the time of this word of prophecy, another translation says, regarding his brothers came true, the word of the Lord tested and refined him. Because guess what? If my brothers just threw me in a ditch, and then the next day I was exalted, the next, like the next like couple years, I was exalted to be the, the second in charge, and my brothers strolled up like, what up? Oh, man, off with their heads. Come on, y'all, y'all, y'all. I love my brother. No, you wouldn't. That's why the word of the Lord had to go to work. That's why the Lord had to do all the things in his life and put, let him go through some things. Come on, you're going to have to go through some things, but it's, it's setting you up for purpose. Somebody say, it's setting me up for purpose. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Oh, let me say this. Okay, key number five. Walking out your prophetic destiny, you have to walk by faith. God gives you the word, but you got to walk it out by faith. Somebody say, by faith. The good news, Romans 117, the good news tells us we are made, this is the New Living Version, the good news tells us we are made right with God by faith in him. Then by faith, we live that new life through him. So faith got you in the door, but come on somebody, faith has to keep you going. Let me help you out. Faith got you in the door. Well, I'm a Christian now. Everything should be good. Nope. You have to walk and live this thing out by faith continually. Somebody say continually. All right, so God is calling us to walk out our prophetic destiny. How many here have a prophetic word over your life? All of y'all, because we prophesied over you last week. Come on, if you have a prophet, lift it up high. Why y'all, y'all, y'all like, if I don't lift up my hand and he sees me, then he's going to prophesy. No. <laughs> All of us have some level. How many, now put your hands down. How many wrote it down? All right, put your hands down. How many go over it daily or weekly? Okay, that's good. This is important. You got to take the word. You got to speak the word. You got to, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. It is the logos and the rhema. Somebody say the logos and the rhema. And many times you can't get a rhema because you're not in the logos, but that's a whole nother story. All right. People want to get a word, but they don't want to get in the word. So how do you even know if the word is from the Lord? If you didn't even get in the word and can locate yourself like Jesus in the book and say, it's right here in Isaiah. I'm anointed. I got I to gotta hurry up. Two more points I'm going to give you. So we get the worship team to just start to making their way. Key number six. Somebody say key number six. I believe it's number six. Uh, to walk out your prophetic destiny, you have to follow the pattern. Somebody say follow the pattern. 
Your prophetic destiny has a pattern. It's a form, a model uh, that, uh, that God has intended. God has an overall pattern in his logos, and he has a specific pattern that we can see in his rhema. Exodus chapter 25, verse 40, uh, God meets Moses in the glory. God meets him on top of the mountain. How many have met God at Dwell Church? How many have met God in conferences? How many can say uh, it was a moment? You know, I love Tanner's conviction uh, about the moments that he met God, and then God put something in your heart and God spoke something to your heart maybe through a prophetic word or maybe just God just spoke it that's prophetic as well and then what happens is Exodus 25 verse 40 says see that you make them according to the pattern shown to you on the mountain come on there's a pattern how many know that there's a pattern for this house oh well they just don't do this they don't just do that I don't know why they don't do there's a pattern if you want to create another pattern go somewhere and create another pattern that's fine if God is with, but obviously, let me just say this, this pattern is working. There are spiritual sons, spiritual daughters, there's growth, there's leaders, there's momentum, there's freedom, there's, ah, and of course God's going to keep adding, but he has given them a pattern. And there's a prophetic pattern that they have. And when we come in here and say, well, they should be doing this or they could should be doing this. I'm telling you what you're doing is you're trying to interfere with the pattern. But if you would pray for them, intercede for them, say, God, where do I fit in in the pattern? Amen. I might not be the line. I might be the color. I might not be whatever. But where do I fit in the pattern that I'm telling you, you'll find that what God has given to you will begin to rise up to the top. I, I, don't, I can't tell you how many people come to our church and try to change our pattern. And, you know, I, we, were, we were doing worship one time, and my wife got up and preached. And, you know, and I mean, preached, she preached, but she preached the offering. And then, then the people were like, well, you know, that's a long offering to be preaching, you know. We follow in the pattern. That's what the Lord showed us. Preach them into faith. Let them believe. We're not manipulating. We're building up their faith. If they want to give, they're going to give. But you have to know who you are. Amen. So the pattern is really understanding the dynamics of who you are. Understanding the dynamics of how God has created you. Some of you, you, I can't come up here. Like, I loved Aaron Smith. He told story after story. I mean, he was very convicting. He was very sober when he was speaking. And I was like, I'm going to be sober when I go up there. Man, he, I'm just going to be sober. I'm just going to give it to him. They're, you're going to hell if you don't repent. You know, like that, that was the kind of the way. He didn't say that. But, you know, that was kind of my thought. But, but the, the truth is, is that I cannot be that because God, listen to me. This is important for you, Tanner. God cannot authenticate uh, or anoint a duplicate. Amen. God cannot anoint. He has to anoint the authentic. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, I want to be authentic. Lord, help me to follow the pattern over and over in the scripture. Keep your hands lifted over and over in this uh, Exodus. He keeps telling Moses, do exactly as I show you according to the pattern of the tabernacle. All of the furniture that you shall make it. Do everything. Listen, I want to I decree over you. I want to I exhort you today. Do everything according to the pattern. I want to exhort the leaders of this ministry. Don't go against the pattern. Keep going with the pattern. Give the pattern that God shows you. And God will weave in the things that he desires. You know, some 
patterns. You can't tell exactly what they're going to look like. Come on, somebody, until it's done. So there's some things that you might feel like is not in the house, but it's just because you haven't got to that part of the sewing yet. You haven't got to that part of the weaving yet. Come on, I'm not helping somebody. There might be some things that God has spoken over your life that you haven't seen yet. My wife said the other day, she said, wow, God just dropped on my heart that I should do like a women's conference or something. I said, in my head, I said, about time. But what I realized is that she was in a season where God was weaving in deliverance. God was weaving in the prophetic. God was weaving in the glory. And if, if she would have went ahead of time, she would not have had some of these other dynamics, amen, to bring to women. Come on, somebody. Am I helping you? All right, let me finish this. Stand up on your feet. And what I want you to do is I want you to start thinking about what God has called you to do. And truly, I, I, you know, and I know we say we're going to go a long time, but what I really, really just sense today from the bottom of my heart, I want to partner with you. Maybe some of you will get a prophetic word, but I truly just want to partner with you and just believe God, lay hands on you, believe that your prophetic destiny will continue to go forward. That whatever that word that God has already spoken over you, some of you are remembering the words. Let the words begin to come back to your remembrance. Holy Spirit, remind us. Amen. Woo. Holy Spirit, remind us of the words that you've spoken. Holy Spirit, remind us. Come on. remind. Just the other day, I, I told my wife, oh, God, I remember uh, somebody said this to me. Holy Spirit reminds us. He's a great reminder. Holy Spirit, remind us. Remind us, even as we're in this place. Key number seven or six. Okay, seven. Key to walking out your prophetic destiny, you are part of a greater picture. Yes. You are part of something greater. Many times when we talk about my prophetic destiny, we, it can, it, we don't want it to become an idol. Where it's something you worship, but it's something that you, it's you offer even back up to the Lord. And say, God, my life is not my own. To you I belong. Right? Because your prophetic destiny, for God so loved what? You? Yes, but he loved the world and everybody in the world. Come on, somebody. How many know that even in this hour, you have to know where you are? That's another key, but I'm going to squeeze it in here in this moment. That you have, we have to know where you are prophetically in the hour that we're living in. How many know that there's levels of attention and, 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 and gaze that is turning away from America and turning back to Israel? Okay, let me help somebody out here. I don't know if you're ready for that. But the, the attention, because the Bible says that there will be a turning. Because the time of the Gentiles will come to an end. Come on, somebody. The time of the Gentiles will come to an end, and God's eyes will be upon his people, Israel. And that's why Paul said all of Israel will be saved. So we don't know exactly how that's all going to transpire, but we know there's going to be turmoil. We know there's going to be tribulation. And we know in the midst of that, God is going to do what? He's going to crack the sky. He's going to come down. And guess where his kingdom is going to be? It's not going to be in Texas. I know y'all love Texas. I know God loves Washington, D.C. Trust me. Everybody thinks that God's going to move to D.C. Amen. He's there right now. But Jesus is coming to Jerusalem. All right. Zion. So the so what am why am I saying this? This is not for you to, you know, you can study this out yourself, but the point is is that prophetic destiny weaves into a greater picture. And there are so many people, even in this season, that's feeling led to go to Jerusalem, to go to Israel, to take trips. We're taking a trip next year. You're going this year, I mean November. So God is moving his people in, in his prophetic destiny. God has a book, and you're a part of it. 
but there are many facets to his book and we just want to walk in our portion come on lift up your hands to the lord right now thank you for joining us today at the dwell church podcast for more information about dwell church visit us at dwell.church